0: This is Leafs Breakfast. It is indeed Leafs Breakfast here on First Stop. You're listening to TSN 1050. Big one for the Leafs tonight in New Jersey. Taking on a Devils team. That is 4-0-1 in their last five games. They've got Timo Meyer in the lineup. He's playing with... Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. Difficult matchup for whichever D-pair goes up against that trio. And the Leafs have difficulties of their own. No John Tavares tonight and no Ryan O'Reilly for the foreseeable future. Let's welcome in Terry Koshan, Maple Leafs reporter for the Toronto Sun. Good morning, Terry. Good
1: morning, guys. Uh,
0: Great to have you back on the show. And let's start with Ryan O'Reilly, the situation there with the broken finger. He'll miss... Mm -hmm. 10 games, 24 days. What are you hearing about O'Reilly and just how long this injury could extend to?
1: Well, it's one of those things that uh, it's a little bit up in the air because I think, you know, the fingers can heal differently for different people. Of course, for him. Uh, you know, where it is, the hand that it's on, I mean, how he plays, the face-offs that he takes, how important he is in these, in these parts of the games, in these parts of the game, sorry. Uh, it's, it's gonna be an issue, and uh, you know, it's probably a little too early to put a, a timeline on it. He was seeing a specialist in Toronto yesterday, guys, here, and um You know, the the Leafs will keep their fingers crossed, uh, no pun intended, an awful one at that. You know, it's not longer than the the LTIR timeline, if you will. And if it is, I mean, you're still looking at early April, probably, which gets them back into the lineup for a handful of games. So, you know... Is it good that he can skate while he's recovering? Yes. Is, is it good that he's likely going to get back for a few games before the playoffs? Of course it is. And is it good right now though? No, it's not because you want him in the lineup. You want him. He's done good things for the first uh, eight or nine games he's played. You want to keep that going. And now there's a stall there. But you hope that when he does get back, he gets around running.
2: Do you think this is a good opportunity for Sheldon Keith to better evaluate some of the newer players um, in the absence of O'Reilly and Tavares?
1: I guess so, Carlo, but you know what? He knows what they are anyway. Like, you know, Lafferty's going to get a chance here between Croak and Nylander, but you can evaluate all you want, I suppose, but that, that's not long-term by any stretch. I think right now, the key for, for Keefe is just making sure things work on a night-to-night basis, and you know, you set off the top, you look at what New Jersey has and, and, and their record in the last little while and, you know, the way that they've been playing. Um, this is a good, a good opportunity for some of these guys to just to demonstrate that, okay, we can get the team through difficult times when we had our, you know, two of our three top centers not playing tonight. And, uh, you know, David Kemp, uh, you know, he'll have Nil on one side, so you would assume that, you know, Things don't go well for the fa in the face stops Not that that ever happens. You move a Chari in a certain point. Uh, I'll be curious to see how Chari plays in the wing, but uh, I would imagine that at some point he'll be back in the middle. And uh, yeah, it, it's. I guess you know, you evaluate to a degree, but you know Sheldon Keith is thinking. Well, listen, um, we don't expect to have injuries, and so tomorrow is likely going to be back on Saturday from whatever it is that he has. So we know that this is not this is kind of a stopgap thing for a guy like Sam Laffrey. But on the other hand, like I say, it's a really good opportunity for these guys to go and really prove their worth, especially against like I said, a set team like New Jersey. That you know, you never know they could meet in the playoffs.
0: Terry, of course, with guys like John Tavares and Ryan O'Reilly out, more of the offensive focus goes to the top line. Guys like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And Austin Matthews pretty clearly is not the goal scorer he was last season. What have you seen in him this year that, or I guess, what, what what have you seen in Austin Matthews last year that you haven't seen this year? Because no one can really pinpoint exactly what's been going on with him and why he's not scoring at the same pace.
1: Right, because when you look at his overall game you you come away fairly satisfied or you should uh but what what you're not seeing is the uh connectivity i guess or, uh, we've seen a lot of this in the this school, i remember the did the game in Winnipeg It was just the end of october, and um you know there was an up i think we're we're sitting right above the one end, and at one point Matthews lined up for the one timer, and the puck just skittered off his stick and went behind the net. and I, you know I, I would have been surprised if it had even counted as an attempt. And that sticks out because you've seen that sort of thing from him this year in the offensive zone, where it just hasn't. There's been a centimeter or two off on some of these opportunities. And last year, guys, every single one was on his tape, and then it seemed like it was in the back of the net, right? You know, maybe last year was just one of those years where, you know, something dropped sixty times, and you're not necessarily going to get that all the time. Obviously, he can return to sixty goals in his career. I think he has the potential to do that. Clearly not doing it this year, but, you know, I, I think there's just – it's hard to say, though, they, 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 because then what leads to that? Uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's something hard to put your finger on, like you said, Aaron, but on the other hand, the I just think his overall game, the way he's played, uh, you know, and where the Leafs are in the standings, too. I mean, that's the, the other thing to consider is that, you know, Matthew's not filling that with the regularity that he did – haven't hampered them. They were never going to catch Boston anyway. We know that, and they have a sizeable bulge on uh, on Tampa. You know, other people have picked up the slack. We've talked enough about what you know what Martinez does on a nightly basis, and of course what William Neal is doing. But as far as Matthews goes, you know, whether it's something lingering this season, uh, that's probably the case. I think, you know, it's been alluded to a few times. Had other issues that haven't you know related to this original nagging injury, but. The fact of the matter is, I think you stand back and look at this game as a whole. You have to be uh, quite satisfied with it.
2: Terry, uh, me and Aaron did a hit on TSN Edge yesterday talking about the number of 50 goal scorers that the NHL could potentially see this year. And there's seven guys right now on pace for 50. And it's crazy to think that Austin Matthews isn't even close to being in that conversation. And, and, and you know, you just mentioned it. I don't know what you necessarily point that finger at. Clearly, you know, he's missed a, some games because of, you know, nursing something or injuries or whatever it may be. But I'm with you in the sense that, like, I, I came into the season not really caring how many goals Austin Matthews scored because this is a guy that has shown that he's a better all-around player. And if him being a better all-around player allows this team to still have success – and, you know, be better in the playoffs from it, I'm willing to take that with Austin Matthews as long as the other guys pick up the slack. So,
1: we'll... uh, Yeah. Go ahead. guys yeah, I was going to say, he would tell you the same thing, Carl. Yeah. I think he would. I, I Hands down, he would. Of course, listen, would he, would he like to be one of those people shooting for 50, if not, there um, already? Well, yeah, because I think we saw last year, too, like, it's, it's not like he was poor defensively, either, and it wasn't just sitting at one end of the ice and you know, scoring all these goals, he was getting a lot done. But still his overall game, like you say, is there and, and like I said, he's he'd probably say the same thing that you're saying. And, and the overall game is what you want in the playoffs, right? I mean it's right. he has ten power play goals. Would you like the Eagles strength to be higher, of course he like would usually do just quite well in that category. But special teams will help winning games in playoffs and those ten power play goals will look pretty good once the playoffs start.
2: Terry, you're around this team more than either one of us watching them, you know, morning skates, watching them in practices, watching how this team carries itself. And we had a conversation yesterday around the goaltending uh, with the return of Matt Murray, you know, and obviously the great season that Samsonov has had. And there was uh, a lot of debate about who would be the starting goaltender for the Maple Leafs if the playoffs started tomorrow. Where do you st- What side of the fence do you stand on with, with that decision?
1: Samsonov. You're going with Samsonov.
2: Well, we hold on,
0: just to clarify, we didn't say that the playoffs started tomorrow. We projected okay. when the playoffs began, Coco. That was our okay. that was our assertion. Sure. Obviously, sure. the playoffs start tomorrow. Samsonov's going game one, but if the playoffs well, start I mean, in my, six in six weeks, right. obviously that's a completely different situation. Go ahead, Terry.
1: Well, it is, but it, it, you're still only going fifty percent one way or the other, and I'd still go Samsonov for that because. You know, all in all, you, you you look at his game and you think, well, he's going to come off it a bit, and and it, it really hasn't. Uh, he doesn't have long, you know, lulls in his game, and uh, either you know during a game or game to game, and and uh, you know his confidence is good, I, I think, and uh, I I would just expect he would be the guy. Now a lot a lot can change in the next five and a half weeks. I understand that. And, you know, but if Matt Murray put it this way, if Matt Murray's going to make a run for this, then he has to get his game in order, and at the same time, you know hope that there isn't another injury there for him because, as we've seen, and as teams previously saw, especially in Ottawa, he's prone to these things so i, I would think it's going to be Samsonov, off just based on play to this day and and like I say, why that would change for the next five and a half weeks um you might have to have me on a little bit longer to go down that road because right now I just don't see it. And he yeah. would be the guy.
0: Well, just you know? playoff experience would be one part of the equation, I suppose. But when it comes to goaltending, I question what yeah. exactly that means. But we'll talk well, to Jamie McLennan, who's our goaltending guru, uh, in less than an hour, <laughs> Terry. So we'll, we'll let, we'll, let you, we'll send you the, the clip of the podcast. Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun is our guest here on Leafs Breakfast. We talked about Austin Matthews. I use the word struggles, at least relative yeah. to last year. I think the same thing could apply to Morgan Riley, who's not played well. I think everybody would agree. I'm sure Morgan Riley would agree. He's got another yeah. new D partner tonight in Timothy Lilligren. Played with Justin Hall. Played with Luke Shen in the last week or so. What do you think is going wrong with Morgan Riley right now, and how do they get him back on track?
1: I don't know, but you know what? They've got. To, he's got to get this right. I mean, the player himself. He's a smart guy. Listen, he's one of the smartest people on the team. Uh, he's a smart hockey player, and this this is not, again, you know, you would look at Matt and say, what's up? Well, he's, his overall game is fine. You can't look at Morgan Riley and say the same thing. I mean, that's obvious. I mean, the Norris Trophy level that he played at a few years ago and scored 20 goals and was doing everything right, that's just not there. And, uh again, it, it's a little hard to say what that is because he's got the foot speed and everything to recover and, You know, but the decision making isn't always the best, and it's it's a bit of a head scratcher. There's no doubt about it. Um, And you know, one of the things that Keith has got to do now, again, in these final weeks, is is get these D pairs right. Looks like we're going to see McCabe with Brody against New Jersey. You know, if you're peering ahead, that could be your your um, your shutdown pair in the playoffs. But I would argue that Brody is probably who Riley needs beside him. Uh, going forward, uh, but, but again, that's, this is this is more on number forty-four than anything else to get this right because we have seen it; it is off, and uh, the Leafs can't afford to have their you know their top um, their top minute guy uh, you know by well over a minute um, performing this way in the playoffs. It's going to hurt them. It's going to catch up to them at some point, point. and you know whether that would be against Tampa in the first round or, or you know <laughs> presumably Boston in the second. He just has to be better, and, and but how he gets to that, it, it, it's hard to say. I, I guess, like I said, part of it is getting him with that right defense pair. Defensemen, sorry, um, you know, Timothy Liguori still a young guy. I don't know if that's going to work long term. Um, I just think that uh, Brody would help. But if they want to go McCabe Brody, then that leaves Morgan playing with somebody else. But uh, I don't know. Like I say, Carlo, you know, you, you you did the job and all that sort of thing, and it's I don't know if you see it as a bit of a head scratcher or two or what, but it's just. You know, pinpointing what's been off for Riley is not necessarily easy because it's uh, it's happened, uh, you know, for most of the season.
2: Well, t- just two things with Morgan Riley. Clearly he's trying to do too much because mm-hmm. I think he's trying to live up to the contract, not having the same productive season. And I honestly think that his time to recover from that injury – has taken a toll on him because he's probably not feeling like himself, which means again he's trying to do more than what he's probably capable of doing. I think there needs to be a sit down with him and say, "Look, man, less is more. We don't yeah. need you to be the the Eric Carlson on our team. You know, we need right. you to be just a solid, stay-at-home guy that makes smart, simple plays and finish on the plus side of the score sheet every night. And that's it.
1: Yeah." Yeah, you know? when he's at the top, you know, we know that when he said, when he's at the top of his game, the puck movement for the Leafs and when he's on the ice is just, right. you know, they're it's so smooth. And so, so we know that that's there. But, you know, if, if you're, if you're a half step behind in decision making or anything, and, and the well, obviously I'm talking about the defensive zone, then. Uh, you know, we've seen get it get him into trouble this year and, and uh, again, that's just not going to fly in the playoffs. I mean, because like, we're talking about the playoff format, least we start playing a, an eight, a seven or eight team in the first round. They're playing a hell of a hockey team and they're going to play another one right away if they win. So this has to get right. Now, Carla, what you're saying too is he, I guess the troublesome factor or whatever is, you want to call it, is that he, like I said, he's a smart guy. who knows this, and you kind of wonder why this 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 hasn't turned for him now. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's like uh, you know, like we all like we're facing a final exam or something, You say, okay, I've only got X amount of time to study for it now. I really have to buckle down. Well, there's only X amount of time now for him to get this right to, for the playoffs, and and uh, it all you know, becomes this final stretch. But I'm with you. It's a, it's a, um, sitting him down and going through this thing. Deanson is a smart guy too. You know, he keeps got kind of a good hand on things. So at some point, if it hasn't happened, you think it would. Not that they're going to tell us everything that's been said, but uh, mm. I would think that that's the key going forward for sure. Well,
0: it doesn't get much easier tonight against the high-flying New Jersey Devils as the Leafs mm. and the Flyers, and the uh, Devils, I should say, just after 7 o'clock. Terry, thank you for doing this as always. Great to have you back.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Pleasure. Uh,
0: Terry Koshan from the Toronto Sun covering the Maple Leafs. Hour three of First Up on the other side. We'll talk to Noodles' Jamie McLennan in 40 minutes. Buster Olney on the World Baseball Classic beginning and just how monstrous a year is Shohei Ohtani poised for. That's next in Hour 3.